When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, when they dump you, it should be a mic drop and you should, and you should walk away no matter what. Cause anything extra that you add is just making you appear weaker. Like you're in, you have to be in battle mode at that point. Like the more you do, the weaker you look and like the more thirsty and desperate you come across. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's, it's more of a, that's a way I get over it. I like, it's like, I shoot my last shot. Like I'm like, there you go. And, and that's almost what makes me go. They don't want you. I'm done. Right. But they already told you they don't want you. Oh, I know. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) But just, it is, I would go to the grave with this. Like it's, it is, it's just a stronger look. Cause even when I dump someone, like nothing hurts more when, when you dump someone and they don't at all try to get you back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sparrow. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we've got a great episode for you this week with a return guest requested by the Patreon. Hey, yo. Thank you all so much for joining the Patreon. If you want to join and get power in the podcast, you can join at patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. We are almost to giving everyone a free t-shirt, too. So people should definitely sign up because... I want a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have merch yet. So yeah. we're going to be handing out free merch for the Patreon gang. Yeah. Um, we're almost at 200 people. So you want to join in? You're going to get your t-shirt and uh, also going to get all the juice. Oh my God. We got a lot going on yeah. over there. Our episode today is about breakups. Uh, we're talking again with our buddy Corinne Fisher, breakup expert of the pod. Yep. She is our breakup guru. <laughs> yeah. And fun fact, <laughs> when I had my breakup last year, it was literally almost the same day as Molly's breakup this year. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so we are very much in sync. Yeah. It's, our cycles are synced. Our breakups are synced. It's, it's you know, it's all happening. It's a fun time. So uh, we, we had Corinne back of great timing <laughs> around Valentine's Day and breakups and, and all the fun things in life. We should just send her a calendar hold for next year. We should. <laughs> We're like, next February? Uh? <laughs> Same time next year. Come through. Yeah. Let's see how we feel about man. <laughs> Um, but I have a fun update actually from the episode we did that was like the seven things guys want but won't ask for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Like the seven secrets of men or whatever. Yeah. So a couple friends texted in a group chat and someone was like, oh, I'm listening to episode 71 and I always laugh about my ex. I remember telling him I need him to text me at least once a day. And he listened, but he would text me about the cars he was fixing up. <laughs> like pictures and was so excited he found whatever part he found and i was like oh well i guess he listened <laughs> i mean he did the thing but <laughs> i think she should have been a little more specific of what I she know. was looking for but it's just so funny if i've been in this where you're like i need to speak up for what i want and then so you say a little something and you're mm-hmm. like let's see where they take it and then stuff like this happens. Yeah, and you're like, I should have said nothing. Yeah. And then <laughs> I have so many regrets. <laughs> and then 
It's so funny. Like then in the group chat, another person shared. They just said, I remember I said the same thing to David when we first started dating. And then he would just text me, what are you doing? 10 times a day. Oh no, (laughs) no, that is my nightmare. Oh my God. But it's just, it's the same thing. It's like, she wanted me to text. So I'm going to (laughs) text. Uh, what are you up to now? (laughs) What's going on over there? How was your lunch? Yeah. How was it? Uh, and then literally in person, just by coincidence, didn't listen to the episode. I had a friend tell me of current guy she's dating. She's like, yeah, I understand. You're busy. I just want to hear from you a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So she said something to him about communicating during the day. And now she'll get a text that says, hope you're having a great day. Then <laughs> <laughs> try. It's like surprising and not surprising at the same time. Yeah, I mean, at least they're trying. Yeah, there's some effort. You know, they are trying to make you happy. They are. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Happy wife, happy life, baby. (laughs) As we said in that episode. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, leave us a review if you haven't. Mm -hmm. Do that. Especially if you're new to the pod. Let us know what you like. Even what you don't like. But just make sure it's five stars when you write your criticisms. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? Um, But yeah, let's get to it. Let's do it. You have heard her on the Guys We Fucked podcast. Or might have heard her new podcast called Without a Country. And she is our breakup guide. Please welcome to the pod, Corinne Fisher. Back to the pod, I should say. So proud. I (laughs) want to be known as your crazy aunt of breakups. That is my legacy on this planet. I can guide anyone through a breakup. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Yeah, the second I got dumped when I was done like eating chocolate and drinking wine in my bed, I was like, Erica, we need Corinne. (laughs) Gotta get her back. <laughs> it is funny because I do that's like the only kind of calls I don't mind fielding because basically <laughs> like Christina my comedy partner jokes that my phone is just a hotline for like men to air their grievances not with me personally surprisingly just in general because I there's something about me that's like I'm empathetic enough that I read as a woman but I can still like give it to people strong like a dude mm-hmm. so men really love that um you know not in relationships just to <laughs> <laughs> but I do like handling breakups because I do feel like it's one of the f- few things in life that I have an expertise in. So hit me, guys. Hit me. <laughs> well, I think a fun fun way to start, a general question for everybody, is there ever a good way to break up with someone? I think there is. I mean, listen, a breakup can can be relief and freedom even for the person being broken up with. Uh, I would say if it's going to be though, you just won't know at that moment. It won't feel like it in that moment, but it'll feel like that um, maybe months or even years later. Uh, if, if for instance, the impetus uh, for the Guys We Fuck podcast, uh, when he dumped me and you know, in the moment I was devastated, but years later, like the things that he had said to me that I thought were just bullshit, kind of like that I needed, like that he was stifling me in my career. He, he I thought he was just saying that to like soften the blows. Cause you know, guys love not looking like the bad guy, even though they're <laughs> consistently the bad guy. It's like, yeah. um, <laughs> but years later, I really did un- understand what he was saying. And I had remembered what he said, because of course I was so upset with it initially, upset with what he said initially, because I thought it was bullshit. And I was just in pain in general from the breakup. But then years later, I was like, he's absolutely right. You know, I wouldn't have grown as a comedian because I was like in that early twenties, uh, bad girl habit of supporting 
my boyfriend um, as much as myself. Maybe I never like neglected myself, but I was certainly putting too much into being his cheerleader, showing up at his shows when I should have been home working on my own sketches and my own stand-up comedy, which I was able to do as soon as he dumped me. And again, like it didn't seem like at that at the time. Um, but so that is a, that's a good reason to break up with someone. A good way to break up with someone I think is uh, in an, in an, in like their own home, honestly. It seems weird because it seems like you're going to tarnish your own home. But for me, it's like wherever you can get out without making a scene, you certainly don't want, I hate when people do it in public places. It's so fucking rude to like yeah. make a bitch cry in a diner. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> so rude. And uh, I think it's better to do it at, the person who's getting broken up with's house because then they can just stay and cry and you can leave exit it's the fastest way and it's like brings them to comfort um the quickest because to travel have to like take an uber home crying especially in a mask these days that's cruel yeah. no one needs that yeah um, i can uh, co-sign that <laughs> it's not great oh, is that, did you have to uber home crying uh so i went the next day and like brought him groceries because he had covid and he broke up with me like over the phone but I, he didn't have any food so i had to then go home on the subway like crying in my mask <laughs> right okay i really would wish you had talked to me before you dropped out those groceries so you could close them um, <laughs> but you know it's 2020 so yeah. we learn <laughs> um wait so okay so this one's I, I've changed my opinion uh, on over the years because it, it does hurt very much when someone doesn't give you room to say your piece. And I think that's like part of, you know, getting, you know, what we call getting closure. That being said, like no one, no one needs a reason to break up with anyone. You can just realize, like decide that you don't like fucking looking at that person anymore and they, you don't want them breathing in your space. And I've done that. And it's, there's a kind way to do that. And then there's the way this fucking uh, dude did that. So I do want to like, say that and it's, it's a really hard pill to swallow and it's a pill I've had to swallow myself but it's also a pill that I've handed out to like a lot more people than have given it to me. So, <laughs> um, uh, so that's part one. And then, but part two is, yeah, like I think part of kind breaking up is giving someone an actual reason. Like there has to be some kind of a reason. And I think like a reason for me is really helpful because there are reasons like, uh, I want to have kids and you don't that are that are reasons that are like, okay, well, it was never going to work no matter what. And there's nothing that I need to change. And then there are constructive reasons. Like, I feel like you're not a good communicator. And it doesn't mean that if someone says something like that to you, that it is necessarily true. It just means that they feel that it is true. So it's a, you know, a, a, it's a fact to them. Um, but not really, cause it's just a feeling. So I think, um, in those ways that that gives you the ability to kind of reevaluate yourself as a partner and either decide that yes this is feedback i've gotten before and they are correct and i use the um example of bad communicator because that's when i got so many times that i said okay it must be true you know um because at a certain point you have to you have to say if i'm getting the same feedback from all my partners even if that's not feedback i get from my friends obviously i'm acting in a different way around my partners and that is kind of like part of like like what guys we fucked we started it for to really have like you know re reflect and not just be like men suck even though men do suck and i stand by that <laughs> i know a lot of people who suck and they're you know across this the gender spectrum <laughs> um, 
but again, you're, you're the learning and growing process, but you're going to need a never, unless you like physically harm someone, you cheat on, and really just don't need to apologize. And even like, if you cheat on someone, like, yeah, it's, you don't, don't even bother apologizing. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, you know what, <laughs> like, what, you, you, like, don't, it's just so, <laughs> I don't know. I was watching, um, God, there's a, there's a, a relationship therapist named Dr. Darcy Sterling on Instagram, who I really like. And she was talking about apologizing the other day. And she was like, yeah, a lot of times apologizing, like, is for you. Um, not in this instance, um, but in instances where someone has actually done something wrong. You're just apologizing because you're a woman, I think. Um, yeah. And we, and that's like the go-to. And so often in relationships, we think like we've done something wrong if we're getting dumped. Um, but in reality, like that's not the case. I've dumped people who did things wrong and I've dumped people who didn't do anything wrong. I just decided like, eh, this isn't my person, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's no crime in that. But you know what? You have a kind heart and there's no, there's no need to be, be punished for that. Like your intent, your intentions were good, but I some, sometimes think like the, these having these kind of good intentions is ultimately going to exhaust you and allow people to walk all over you. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting to become a hardened bitch like me. Uh, that's also <laughs> hard to digest, but, um, I think there's a happy medium somewhere. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't want to speak for Molly, but it's like, sometimes for myself, I know sometimes I need to just do that like one last effort. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of my like, okay, they for sure don't want me. Like I still showed I was great. And there was no part of them like almost regretting the decision or reaching out in whatever way, you know? Yeah. Right. And I think that going that whole, I think it was actually like a total of 10 days. I just didn't hear from him. I had poured my heart out in this letter. I gave him a week's worth of groceries or more. And that whole time I was just like, okay, like we're really just not even going to say thanks. You know, like it just showed me so much about him and like what me doing something like that meant to him. And I, I was actually in like a really good place until he reached out to me. And then I was just like, oh my God, I was like brought right back. Well, and that tells you something about the relationship. So it's like, maybe he did do this thing unknowingly, which was give you the gift of releasing you from something that you thought was good for you that actually wasn't. Yeah. Um, so that's part one. And then part two is like, um, going back to Erica's point of like, you always try to do one last thing to show them that you're great. Uh, totally hear you, totally have been there, but what's showing them that you're great in reality is not doing anything else. It's because that's the mic drop, just letting, even if you get dumped, just there's, to me, there is no stronger, and especially unless it's an instance where you really did something wrong and you need to, and you think that, and you, and you fucked up and you want to get the person back, like you cheat, something, something like that, like then you can fight for them. I, uh, it, it, the, the, when they dump you, it should be a mic drop and you should, and you should walk away no matter what. Cause anything extra that you add is just making you appear weaker. Like you're in, you have to be in battle mode at that point. Like the more you do, the weaker you look and like the more thirsty and desperate you come across. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's, it's more of a, that's a way I get over it of I'm like, right. I like, it's like, I shoot my last shot. Like I'm like, there you go. And, and that's almost what makes me go. They don't want you. I'm done. Right. But they already told you they don't want you. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I 100% I, I, I understand where you're coming from just because I am a lot like uh, Erica in personality. So I get it. And I, it's like that perfectionist that like, no, I can do this. Mm -hmm. um, but just it is 
switch, I would go to the grave with this. Like it's, it is, it's just a stronger look. Cause even when I dump someone, like nothing hurts more when, when you dump someone and they don't at all try to get you back. They don't do anything. That hurts a lot. Yeah. Or I'm like, maybe, maybe that last effort also is a way of like, it makes me now kind of mad at them. And it's like, that also kind of makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, okay. Fuck you. Like you go into fuck you mode. You're not sad anymore. I get it. I think, I think there's just a way to even go one step further in growth and just fit in your head, uh, real, like come to more of a Zen state where you don't even have to do that to like feel, to feel separated from that person and to feel kind of like whole and fine with, within yourself. Well, I think it is also a little bit of a confidence thing of like, I was feeling that looking back, uh, being dumped that I was like oh my god I must have made all these mistakes throughout the relationship you know let me do this one thing to show that I really am good enough and yeah. I think if I was truly confident in where I was in the relationship when he dumped me then I would have been able to say it right there like no I really was good to you and mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling that and I think I still have my doubts that you know maybe there were things that I should have done a lot better but yeah, I don't- it's not like you're morphing into someone else when you're in a relationship anyway, unless you have a really unhealthy um, way of being in relationships. Mm-hmm. But most of us are just kind of the same person, whatever. So like, if you feel good about yourself, if you've done the work on yourself outside being in a relationship, there's no reason to go into panic mode when you're in one. Like your your personality at this point, I don't want to say is on autopilot because we should always be learning it and evolving. But it's like, it's not like if you're a good person, you know, it's your friends and your family and all these things. It's not like you're all of a sudden going to become a piece of shit when you start dating someone and so like, that's like that's like a, that's a that's a weird panic mode that I think we go into because uh we become so vulnerable in romantic relationships but really like you are who you are and so even if you have like little fuck-ups or say a wrong thing or do a wrong thing like that really shouldn't throw the whole thing off mm-hmm. off its course and also what I've learned and as a perfectionist this really blew my mind uh people seemingly like flawed people more than perfect people it's like the better mm-hmm. I get the less people are interested in me because it makes <laughs> their insecurity is that more glaring mm-hmm. and and even in relationships where people love us and care for us we're still just acting a mirror for as a mirror for everything they hate about themselves and so all relationships are uh, doomed uh and destined for failure <laughs> <laughs> oh casual period and i'm happily dating someone and this is my attitude well it's it's interesting because the last time we had you on for breakups basically our our gist of the episode was like pick a reason for the breakup right even just to help yourself get over it even if they don't give you a reason but molly is now experiencing a hard time coming up with not reasons for the breakup or reasons you didn't like that person right yeah so in the uh how to fix a broken heart book it says like nip even the nitpicky things that you don't like about the person just to just get negative thoughts basically going about them in your mind and i make a list yeah i'm like i honestly can't even pick a anything to put on the list the only thing i could think was like he said he liked barclays better than madison square garden <laughs> i was like that's stupid yeah that's uh that's all i got though uh so i mean have you ever not been able to put anything on the list i think you're in the honeymoon period of the breakup and there's <laughs> absolutely no way because if there is then molly you actually did fuck up so badly you found the perfect man and you, <laughs> fucked it up, and you have to go give him more groceries just every night because you've lost the most precious person to ever exist. <laughs> I could meet this guy for five minutes. You could send me a picture right now and I could find five things I don't like about him without him ever saying anything. <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. I don't know. It was just a very like chill 
of relationship. And I'm like, okay, then maybe we really didn't dive deeper and it was just kind of on the surface and I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. He's also 28. Okay. So another thing is like when you said it just felt very chill, some people chill is what I would argue a healthy relationship does feel like we never see healthy Mm -hmm. relationships on TV or in films Mm -hmm. because they're very boring to watch because Mm -hmm. when things are going great, no, there's no drama. There's nothing mm-hmm. to do. And that's, and that it's taken me a really long time to realize a healthy relationship is going to feel boring, especially when you're like living in New York city. For me, I'm in, you know, a comedian in New York city. Like I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by severe mental illness every <laughs> and I'm dating someone right now and it is healthy. And there, it, I've been talking a lot how I actively have to do maintenance on my own mind because I will slip into like, it feels boring. Like he texts me every mm-hmm. night around the same night. And then my, and my initial read on that is, Oh, that's boring, but it's not boring. You know, I think you are the words that we can, can come up with. Like, it's like, Oh, he's like suffocating or he's predictable. It's like, how about you just flip the language that you're talking about people in like we do so easily for pieces of shit like we call people who are gaslighted gaslighting manipulators we're like oh he's exciting he's unexpected and never know what's going on like that's not <laughs> that is a fucking emotional abuse yeah. and so if i flip the wording for this person who's boring and predictable which is a negative way of looking at it it's not negative there's nothing he's doing nice things he he's someone i can rely on he's supportive he's interested in me like these are (laughs) good things and that's like maintenance that I still have to do on myself you know weekly but then when I really sit in and I think oh I think I'm in a good place even today my therapist goes oh are you still seeing that guy I forgot you were even seeing anyone because you never talk about him and I was like (laughs) yeah he doesn't bother me and that's why you don't hear about him but yeah I think we're all really guilty of that and I and I even went back and I sat um, over quarantine and I thought of all the pe- the times that I've been like madly in love and what uh, uh, made me feel those feelings. And then I'm like, yeah, it was like them not calling me back or like mm-hmm. us getting in a huge fight and breaking up for two days and then getting back together. And it's like, it was thrilling because I was in fight or flight mode. It wasn't thrilling because they were taking me on a trip to Paris, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. even things like where you, even like celebrities will see them go through big breakups and then like, God, there was like one rapper who like made a grand jet. Was it with Cardi B? It was, uh, I think it was Cardi B and Offset. Yeah. Yeah. Like when Offset came on stage, like interrupted her concert to give her flowers (laughs) and apologize. And everyone was like, oh, that's so cute. That was not cute. Mm -hmm. That was emotional abuse, gaslighting. Fuck, you're fucked. You fucked up. And now you're going to interrupt your girl who's more famous than you's concert? Like, yeah. fuck, get that in my face. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, you know, just as much as like men fuck, we do have to take more responsibility for the kind of men we're choosing. And, you know, in most relationships, no matter what, it's 50-50, uh, you know, percent blame for why it ended. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's like, well, I think too often, like women, we do like to play like, the victim and like men are terrible but it's like well at a certain point we have to stop choosing those men and I'm not talking about people who are like hitting you I'm talking (laughs) about just like people who are you know everyday bad (laughs) yeah absolutely I mean I think relationships definitely just take two people too so there's gonna be mistakes on both sides but I think like in looking at this I feel so strange in comparison to like every other breakup of I'm 
you know, before I could always look at a breakup and be like, okay, well, the next person, like, I don't want this, this, and this. And, you know, I want to fix it in these ways. And this time I'm like, okay, well, I want all of those things just on someone else, I guess. Like, I don't know. It just feels kind of gross to be like, okay, I want to look for everything I just had in someone else. Right. I mean, I understand. I hear that, but I think, I think you will find more things as you go along. And that's kind of like what dating is. It's like, it's like, as we go on, it's like making this list of things we like and we don't like based on the previous relationship. And it's also teaching us to function at a higher level, get deeper with someone, get more vulnerable with someone, you know? So instead of thinking like, oh, I just lost this. I wasted this time with this person. Just think of it. It's like, oh, now I got this much closer to this guy that I know is out there for me but at the end of the day someone who breaks up with you is not the guy because he, he doesn't have all the qualities you want because one of the main qualities you should be looking for in a partner is someone who is fucking excited to be with you and he doesn't have that quality Molly so that's the main thing you need to be looking for yeah fair. I was gonna say also on that note there were things like I didn't even think about putting on my like breakup list as guy winch uh you know prescribes um until then i was seeing somebody else and i was like oh i forgot what this was like like this is now very clear that this was missing and i didn't i didn't see that even in months after the breakup and it was just like Uh oh i forgot what like this is like yeah i mean it's it, it can be little things it can be big things and i think um uh, again, like a, a relationship uh, trick we're kind of taught is like to think about things that we don't want. And my my therapist, who is like specifically a relationship, uh, that's like where her line of expertise is like family and relationships. And she was like, make a list of things that you do want to see in a person and uh, the ways you do want to feel in a relationship and like what a day you know, what a day with that person feels like. And so I made all these lists and like, you know, I'm not, I never show them to anyone. I never read them to anyone besides her, but like, they're good to have. And I do look back at them uh, now and again, because I think when you start kind of writing, you think of things that are important to you that maybe just fly out your head when you meet someone who's like hot and texts you funny things. <laughs> Very true. And you also touched a little bit on um, Matthew Hussey always says like the person who actually gets to know you dates you and then breaks up with you is the last person you should be with because they actually got to know you like mm-hmm. he was like that person's somewhat doing you a favor because they were like i tried this it's not for me as opposed to right. someone that would say no to you off the bat or for like a superficial reason like right. they're just not attracted to you or whatever it's like oh that person doesn't know you at all this person got to know you and now is saying no so that's definitely not your match Right. Right. But it is hard. It's hard. You know, it's hard. It's hard being rejected for like the very essence of who you are. Like, yes, that is hard to handle. No one likes that. That's not good. (laughs) It doesn't feel great. So you still talk to some of your exes. No, overall, I am not a big fan of remaining friends with your exes. I think that's for people who like want to be known as like a nice person. And that's like a real psychopath move. The people I know who are like, I actually just gave my little brother a lecture on this. I was like, anyone who's like friends with all their exes is either terrible in bed or like a serial killer who's like keeping their enemies close. Like it's not... That's not healthy behavior. Uh, unless the person was started as a friend, then became a relationship, and then you want to go back to friends. I can understand that. I can understand not wanting to lose a friend. If this was just someone who you met with the pure intentions of being in a romantic relationship with, 
And, you know, there are some people who realize they're just not sexually compatible. And that was the only problem. You can remain friends with that type of a person, but very often that is not the case Mm -hmm. because if you're not sexually attracted, usually a relationship is not going to last that long. Mm -hmm. And so if you're just trying to hold on to like these old flames, it's very weird. And it's also stunting you um, from being able to grow on and move on to healthier relationships because the problems that were there are still going to be there underneath the surface in the friendship. And I just argue that there's very few instances when that's okay. Like there's certainly exes who like, I will never talk to again and get excited when I think that they might've passed. Um, and then there's, <laughs> there's, there's other, <laughs> there's other exes. I did have a, that's a, you know, more. <laughs> and then I, there's exes who like, oh, if I ran into them on the street or whatever, and I would be happy to see them, happy to say, hey, how are you? But like, I'm not going to continue talking to them, you know, after that small meeting ends. Yeah. It's like, we should rephrase it as there's people you're on good terms with and there's people you're on bad terms with. Yeah, when exactly. The relationship ends. Yeah. There's, there's people who like the breakup is a breakup for life. And there's people who it's just like, okay, yeah. Like, yeah, I could shoot you a text if I needed to, or, you know, if I saw something that really reminded me of you, it wouldn't be weird to tell you, but overall, like cut those strings, babies. You had your time, you had your time Mm -hmm. with that person. So it's like, what are you trying to prove afterwards? You had literally the most intimate um, experience that two people could have. So if you couldn't make it work, then what are we holding on to? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I almost feel like it's cause you start your early relationships are like high school, college, and those are environments that you're like, you're going to be seeing that person a lot, right? Yeah. You kind of stay friends with those people in your groups. Yeah. Then when you're like a full adult outside of those groups, you feel like, no, we should stay friends. Cause you know, like these other ones that ended and, and it was still was cool. And it's like, no, but that other scenario, high school, college is just more so the good terms of the, like, you know, you're going to see them. You just yeah. want to be cool when you see them. You don't like, you don't want them to be weird. You don't want to be weird. And that's more what it is. It's not the actual like friendship happening. I mean, I think in some ways it's a lot of narcissism too. And I feel like it's mostly men that want to stay friends because I don't know if yeah. you guys have felt this, but a lot of times men just can't have someone be upset with them. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're, we're cool, right? It's like, no, we're not cool. Mm-hmm. And beware of those men. Those are 100% of the time the most toxic men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. The, ni- the, nicest, the nicest boyfriend I ever had, um, shout out to Austin. Um, he uh, watches my, he's ha- married, has a kid, watches my Instagram every damn day, never reaches out though. And that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful relationship that we have. But I know that if I was in true duress and there was something that only he could handle, if I gave him a call, he'd pick up and he'd help me out. And that's to me, that's a good person. It's someone, it's someone who like, you know, has your back from a distance. I like that phrasing of it. Yeah. So what do you think is like, your biggest piece of advice for anyone who might be going through a breakup right now. I know we had a lot of listeners who reached out to me after they listened to the Patreon and we're going through something similar and it's, it's really unique in quarantine too. It feels extra isolating. Yeah. I mean, I think quarantine, number one, my rule the whole time has been, um, I do give people, the be- a little bit more benefit of the doubt and an extra grain of salt than I would under normal circumstances, because I think everyone's mental state is like a little shaky right now. And so, you know, behaviors that I normally wouldn't be okay with, not that I'm okay with them now, but again, I just like, maybe like if it's something that I would have been like, 
if you did it once, I would have been out. Now I'll let you do it twice, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it was this a mistake? Was this like, you're really on the edge or is this just like who you are and you're blaming COVID-19? Um, so I think there's that. And then there's this like weird vibe of people feeling like it's, you know, a lot of people got engaged and I think it's because like they think that it's like the end of the world and you need to pick a partner. And I really think these people are going to be very disappointed in a couple years when everything's <laughs> completely fine and they could just pick anyone they want and, and we're out, all out fucking getting wasted and they're stuck with their w- wife or husband. That's going to suck for them. And I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so specific and there's so many reasons why, but I think like, you know, as with ev- all breakups, like, you know, you, you should be really excited to be with this person 90% of the time. But like, if you didn't feel that way, like what exactly are you mourning? Like, are you, are you just mourning like the fact that you had companionship? Because like that really is empty and quarantine, I would argue is a really good time to get good with you. Spend a lot of alone time and really, really get good with you if you haven't already. Um, and it's a good time to like, really like, evaluate what you want in your life. And that includes what you want in relationships. Um, and I mean, I think, yeah, just the rule of thumb is like, if someone doesn't want you, that's the end, that's the end of it. It's the end of it. And I think so often, like we feel like, especially more motivated people are like, no, I should try to do something. I should do something more. I can't lose. Like you're losing. If you chase after someone who doesn't want you, that's when you're really losing. So if you don't, you're someone who likes, doesn't like to lose. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, hit the nail on the head with us. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, like you know who you're talking to. Honestly, yeah, competitive people. But we have a similar, you know, it's, it's easy for me to talk to people who are like very like motivated and like overachievers because that's definitely like the where I'm coming from too. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's so funny because even women who like aren't motivated in business, every woman I know seems to be very motivated in relationships and yeah. like in heterosexual relationships. And it's like, wow, if we could put all that energy and perfectionism into, you know, a small business, like ourselves, our well-being, like what what a different world we would live in. <laughs> and so it's, you know, that's what that's what makes me sad because I was, you know, I was even telling my therapist this afternoon, it's like one of my very, very few regrets in life is how much time I've spent being sad over men. And I'm someone who literally became a millionaire being sad over men. (laughs) I can only imagine how sad everyone else is. <laughs> pretty sad, Corinne. <laughs> pretty sad. Like literally, like if like people always go, aren't you so glad you got dumped into Panera Bread and you had a nervous breakdown? And to, truly, from the bottom of my heart, the answer is no. <laughs> I would have rather just not behaved in that way mm. and, and just and just had forty thousand dollars. Like I really do mean that, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the things I always I remember telling myself after my breakup last year when I was sad was I was just like you know, in a year from now, you're not going to be sad about this at all. Like I was just like, or whatever time, but it's just, it's frustrating while you're in it. Cause you're like, I just, I don't want this feeling anymore. But that is always the nice part is like year, months later, when you just look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe I was sad. Like, cause I'm fine now, you know? So sometimes you just need to remind yourself, like there's some quote that's like, can you remember what you were worrying about a year ago? And the answer is nine times out of 10. No. Yeah. (laughs) And so you're like, oh yeah, I was all worried a year ago about something and now I'm not anymore. Like, right. And even these huge things. And I just think like, as you get older, especially other things will happen in your life and they will just be so much more important than a guy who kind of liked you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I think Mm -hmm. of all, you know, people go through divorces with kids and separating families. And it's like, if we can't even, you know, handle these breakups with people we meet on Hinge, like, what are we going to do if we get divorced? That's going to be a little bit. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that's really stuck out to me is how I felt without the communication um, because I've never had a relationship that was just so abrupt. We didn't yeah. talk for the 10 days afterwards and really like for a solid week, I was feeling fantastic. And so I, yeah. that's where also a lot of doubt was coming from me of like, did I even really like this person that much? And then uh-huh. the second I heard from him, I was just bawling in bed again. And mm-hmm. it, so I, now I'm like, okay, either we're going to have a conversation again and, you're gonna say you made a mistake if that's how you felt or we really can never talk again yeah that's my new breakup rule of just like when you break up just make it very like yeah we're not gonna talk like yeah unless this is you trying to get back together do not reach out to me like period well yeah i mean a breakup is a breakup for a reason and that's why people are you know no matter what even if you like aren't on terrible terms i think like when you break up you need to give it like i would say at least a month where you're Mm -hmm. just like not talk you're not just not communicating Mm -hmm. like that's you know people even you know in marriages take you know take a month off um if they're going through a, a hard time to really have that silence um uh, to evaluate your situation. Um, the only thing I would rectify from what uh, I would adjust from like what you guys both just said, <laughs> um, is you guys are both seemingly waiting for these calls for these guys to say they, uh, we, we want to get back together. And that is a huge mistake because you're that the reason you're reacting the way you do when they, when they finally contact you is because you've given them full control over the situation like you're just then waiting and like oh well if he if he wants me back I'll get back like no (laughs) the answer is no guys no 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 there's no reason I mean and it's like I mean I know you guys aren't like dating like professional athletes and shit so it's like (laughs) put up with extra bullshit but like it made me laugh because on caller daddy daddy alex was talking about the guy who broke her heart like and it was a a member of the red Sox, and i'm like i i've had my heart broken that badly by someone who couldn't afford it you put two combo up panera bread i'm doing everything wrong i'm getting my heart broken by the wrong people (laughs) no i mean i more say that of like I think that makes it the most clear to them of like, there's no excuse to reach out. Like, I think that just makes it very yeah. clear of like, we are not going to speak. Like there is no reason, yeah. especially like when they do yeah. dump you, you're like, okay, you're dumping me because you don't want me. So mm-hmm. that's clear. That that reason is clear and that's fine. And you're like, and that's also why I don't want to hear from you. Like, I don't yeah. know. I'm sitting here of like, I think I was starting to get some texts of regret last night and I don't know where that conversation, where he's trying to take that conversation whatever whatever the reason he's doing it kind of doesn't matter matter to you you're not this person's therapist this person's old enough you know you're not their caretaker even if this person uh you were to get back together with that with them which you shouldn't be thinking about it's they need to do that work before they come back to you and that work is not going to be done in 10 days while he has covid so you know um so the the text of regret like can come but like I mean, I wouldn't really even engage w- with those because it's just him taking more energy from you and it's going to ultimately lead nowhere. Men are, an- are uh, heterosexual men are, uh, are energy vampires to heterosexual women. And it, it's evident in everything that we do, but it's true. And 50% of that blame is on us for putting value over um, on relationships over our own personal successes. And like, listen, if your goal is to be a wife and a mom, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I, I, I would argue that I don't think every many people in 2021's ultimate goal is to be a wife and a mom. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I want a wife. A wife sounds great, honestly. <laughs> a wife sounds amazing. I would also love a wife. <laughs> like, oh, I just come home. My house is clean. There's food on the table. Yeah. Someone's just nice to me, takes care of the kids. That sounds great. Sounds wonderful. Just supports yeah, my dreams. What successful women awesome. have done is they basically just they've basically just hired assistants, and that's yeah. what. That's what most men should be doing. But, you know, it's like, you know, they're fiscally very smart. So it's like, why hire an assistant when I can find a woman who will fuck me and do all the stuff an assistant would do? I mean, and, yeah. that's, and that's on us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, to end, we're going to do a little rapid fire segment. Um, breakup edition. All right. So we'll all do our best to just answer these as straightforward as we can. Okay. So first one, would you rather break up with someone over the phone or in person? I mean, in person. For, for me, honestly, it would depend how long we were dating. Yeah, I have broken up with someone on the phone, but it was purely because of geographical reasons. But like, even though it's harder, it's harder emotionally, it makes me uncomfortable. It's the right thing to do. And I would mm-hmm. prefer to do it that way. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Would you rather be broken up with over the phone or in person? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> if I didn't care about that much, I would love a phone breakup. But I, I just really... I, I love to like just not handle the emotional part. I'll handle that on my own. But like if it's someone I'm in a long-term relationship, like yes, you have to do it in person. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, based on the last, <laughs> I would say in person. Because <laughs> I know how the other one feels. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, yes or no. Have you ever dumped someone and did not cry? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like change. <laughs> It's more like when you. Well, that's, that's, that's things coming out about you. Though. That'll be helpful. Yeah. Well, when you're dumping someone, it's more you feel bad. I feel like when I've cried, I get just really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes or no? Should you ever get back with an ex? I mean, there's re. I I've never done it, but I don't think it's crazy. Wow. Well, I thought you were gonna say hard no. Yeah, I, I say hard too. no. Um. Okay. Would you rather be dumped in front of your coworkers or in front of your family? Co-workers. I say co-workers. Yeah, co-workers. co-workers. All right, would you rather have sex with your worst ex or have sex with the worst you've ever had? Worst ex. That's a, that's a very, it's a very mentally healthy, unstable answer to give. <laughs> but it's, I mean, sex is sex. I, I at this point, I can compartmentalize. <laughs> yeah, outside of quarantine, would the answer change? No, I, I don't have bad sex. There, that to me feels like I'm molesting myself. It's terrible. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what one I'd pick. I think worst ex. You would go worst ex? Yeah. Because at least you know what you're... I, don't, I feel like worst sex is just... I would be dreading it more. Yeah, I'd be dreading mm-hmm. it more, but then mentally I'd be fine after. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? I wouldn't be thinking about that person. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, I think I'd go worst I've ever had, actually. That's a healthier answer, I think. Yeah. I don't I don't think well, I don't think either are healthy. It's, you know, it's it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully none of us have to do any of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What hurts more? Finding out your ex cheated or finding out your ex is now dating someone you both know? Uh, I've never had either, but I say I've someone both I say someone you both know. Uh, neither of them are great. I, it's weird because just in this business, everyone's always dating someone I know. So I would say finding out they cheated on you, I guess. Hurts more. Yeah, I think so. Just because to me, it erases the trust that, that you thought existed during the relationship. Yeah. I've had both happen. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I feel like the finding out 
they dated someone you both know hurts more. Especially like not being in comedy, it feels more intentional when it happened to me. Well, yeah, that would yeah, be kind of true. wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if it was a coworker, I expect that behavior from men because they don't, they, they like men aren't like women. They're like not out seeking with the perfect person. They're just like, who's to my right? Who's to my left? Who will it be? You know? So I'm like, yeah, it's not personal. Whatever. Right. Um, all right. Then we have a couple fuck, Mary kills. Fuck, Mary kill. Getting dumped via text, getting dumped in public, getting dumped by being ghosted. Uh, so I would, f- I guess I would fuck being ghosted, kill, getting dated, getting dumped by text, and then marry, getting dumped in person. In public. In public, sorry. <laughs> so- <laughs> I mean, public person, same, same thing, kind of. I definitely would marry getting dumped in public. I kind of don't care about the other two. They're both kind of equally bad <laughs> to me. Yeah, to me, it's like if it's it's like if you don't feel strongly enough about me to dump me by text, just, just fucking don't talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, getting dumped by text message, getting dumped by voicemail message, or getting dumped by an email. Ooh, interesting. I would marry getting dumped by email. I actually really love an email because there's a lot, there's a lot of thought that you put into that and you can kind of sit with it. To me, it doesn't feel impersonal. Um, I would kill getting dumped by voicemail. I think yeah. that actually works worse than text. <laughs> and then I would fuck getting dumped by text. I think yeah. I'd kill voicemail for sure. Yeah. And uh and I agree with email, especially it's it feels like they sat at the computer, they reread it. I feel like an email you always reread, a text you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like less I'm thought. An emailer yeah. and it doesn't mean I don't care. In fact, it means I care very much. It means I needed to sit down and gather my thoughts and I really wanted to say these specific things to you. And like I can I and you you can really go over that in email whereas if you're saying it out loud, you might miss something, you might get nervous. They have opportunity to interject at a time that you kind of just like I think it should be one person says their piece other person says their piece you know like the way you would do in court (laughs) (laughs) very true uh last one fuck Mary kill cheating lying snooping kill snooping snooping's my number one pet peeve um kill snooping fuck cheating uh and Mary lying. Everyone lies. Sometimes it's good for us. <laughs> Molly, you got a trust thing. I don't know if you're marrying lying. Yeah, no. <laughs> lying and snooping feels similar to me, though. The, I mean, Snooping's like looking through your shit. Yeah. Snooping to me says you don't trust me. Lying says you don't trust yourself. I don't care how you feel about yourself. <laughs> I yeah. feel like this is the dilemma of like, if someone cheated, would you rather they tell you? Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like what? they cheated once and it and they're not in contact and it's not like someone they'll ever like. I would rather just have them not tell me. That's why. That's why you're marrying lying, right? I, yeah. There's no lying. Lying when used responsibly can, I think, be really healthy. So the people who like always tell the truth or do have this like these like things called like you know radical honesty, I think are those people are fucked in the head lying lying was invented because sometimes everyone doesn't need to know everything and it's helpful <laughs> yeah that's like, true that's men true. are very bad at counting white lies <laughs> yeah, yeah men, are, men are just bad at lying they don't because they're not like sleuthy like women so they don't know how to cover it like correctly but like if you don't want someone to know something like they cannot know something the one time that i know of that i was cheated on um like I guessed it and I guessed who it was with because he did a bad job (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah I mean 
I found out three years later that I got cheated on. And I was like, I could have gone without this information. Exactly. Like, you didn't mm, need to know that. Yeah. I was like, I stopped thinking about you ever. <laughs> and here we are. Did you find out from the, from the person or from someone else in the circle? From someone else. Okay. That's how I found out too. Uh, like that confirmed it. Cause the person denied it. And I was like, Oh my God, now I have to like, it's like, if you had just admitted it when I, when I asked you, we, we could, I could, we could have been a year ahead in the progress of our, whether, you know, of whatever we're going to be with our friendship or not. And now it's like, I just fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Which one are you killing Molly? Uh, I think I'm going to kill cheating fuck lying and honestly marry snooping because i look at that of like i don't have anything to hide someone can look all they want and that doesn't really bother me i debated that as long as you're not interpreting it as it as in they're looking because they care so much because that is not true (laughs) but anyway thank you so much for joining us and um as always you can follow corinne at philanthropy gal and listen to her new her new podcast without a country podcast on gas digital uh, as always, you can follow the podcast at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod, and I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.